August 23rd, 1978. Can I just say, sorry, I know you were gearing up to do it. I misread 1978 as like 1543. <laughs> and it was either like... Elizabethan Garfield. Yeah, there's either a typo here. Hang on a minute, would that be Elizabethan? I don't know. I think it would. No, it wouldn't. Well, it is, well 1978 is Elizabethan. Like, yes, that's true. Um, but I briefly thought like they've uncovered... An, an old Who Garfield. was king before Elizabeth? It was Henry VIII, and then it was... Was it Edward the something? It was the little babby Edward, and then he died, and then it was Elizabeth I. I don't Queen know. Mary wanted him, I'm, but she I'm didn't get I'm not much him. of a um, king's... And then James era. the First slash James the Sixth of Scotland was 1601. Willy, so. willy, Harry Stee, put your balls inside some tea. Jump and scream, because it's too hot. Willy, willy, Harry Stee. What? That's how you remember the kings and queens of England. Is it? Yeah. Right, you just made that up. No, there's the there is the poem. Is there? Yeah. Willy Willy, Harry Stee, Harry... Who's Stee? Steve? King... Oh, it is King Stephen. There was a King Stephen, wasn't there? Yeah. Harry yeah. Dick, like, John, Harry Three. A King Stephen around the time of Cadfail. John Henry adapted this for his Story Beast show. Oh, really? Oh, cool. Where he, he did... You've seen The Kings and Queens of England by John Henry? Nope. Oh, it's, it's illustrated and then it talks about, you know... Um, Elizabeth. No, I'm not And then that. King Charles after death. Uh, something, no, something, James Harry, the first, and, and then, then Charles II. No, 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 I meant the Elizabeth that carked it last year. Oh, right. Because then yeah. he talks about how. Oh, did he um, update it? Well, you know, uh, Harry, uh, while well, he was uh, alive, but uh, Will was clear. Like, Harry was cleared of all wrongdoing and so on oh, and I so see, forth. Right. And it goes yeah, off yeah, into yeah, the future. Yeah, yeah. And, okay. And, uh, right. uh, okay. Some whimsy. Some whimsy. I'm, I'm astonished you've not seen this. No. Or you may. I should. Um, I will watch it at some point. It's. I think it's it, I just didn't know it existed, and well, that's fine. Well, um, yeah. this tape that has got um, that's packing tape that I'm holding in my hands right now. Uh, that that's has that's got, reinforced tape. It's that's reinforced tape, tape, but it looks like the stuff that you get a pepperami in. I just wanted to say that. Yeah, no, it looks like a pepperami um, sheath. Did you ever chew the pepperami sheath to maximise the flavour of the stick? No, I but, think I ate it once. But and sometimes, been sick. like you, you can suck it, like so you can suck the meat. Well, that's juice. effectively the same as chewing. No. Anyway, I need to che- read what the is, noises of the Garfield comic. What is chewing, comic. if not sucking persisting? It's not a pepperoni persisting. Speaking of sucking persisting. Hey, John, what do you think of my new outfit? Does Garfield always shed like that? Only on white disco suits. Uh, 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 uh. Righto. When we were talking about disco earlier today, or disco well, adjacent properties, what were we talking about? A bar? I was talking about Abba. Yeah, your brother went to see it and thought it was quite the, good. The palindromic band. I personally, it does not appeal to me. I would go with a group of, like, girlfriends. I would not go with you. Um, oh, fucking all right. Because you hate dancing, and I would want to dance. No, I would not dance. Yeah, I would, and 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 I would just worry about you having a not a good time. You don't have to. I um, can I can worry about me having a not good time. You can go. You off have and... fundamentally understood relationships. I have um, fundamentally yes. understood relationships. I'm very um, good at them. Yes. Um, no, maybe. Um, <laughs> I'm not about. No, there is a point there, which is that if I took you, I would be worrying about you not having a good time because I know you wouldn't have a good time because I would just want to simply go and have a dance well, be because fun. I you enjoy could, dancing. You could go off and have a dance and I'd like... And you would just stand under, in the corner awkwardly. No, I'd look under the seats or wallets and stuff, no. you know, just have a... No. It's like um, getting up early on the morning to go to the beach with a metal detector and find out whether people have lost their wedding rings and stuff. Their watches? Yeah, their watches, mobile phones, other metallic objects are available. Wow. Robert Dice is selling some... Uh, metal detectors and also are you covering an eye to pretend to be a pirate no uh, I've just got a twitch in it because I've been looking at a screen again also some it went away completely after I had that lovely massage last night and now it's back again with the a long peep was called a telescope 
with a mount for your phone, which I think is quite a fun idea. Presumably so you can like ring Mars or something. Yeah, that's how it works. Yeah. If you use it on the telescope, it boosts the signal. Yeah, that's right. Should we introduce this podcast? No. Get, ro- get right into it. Yeah, we should. Do- no, I need to be nicer to you. No, you don't. Someone said I was cruel. No I one said that it. you were cruel. Come along. <laughs> I did, and I felt bad. No, but they, they literally didn't. There was no... Essentially cr- it. Cr- no, but you can't essentially things and then be like, oh, well, I'm going to... I'm going to turn this into whatever I want to beat myself yeah, well, up about with. Yeah, well. We are the number one Frasier Review podcast. <laughs> Imagine um, if we were. Right. Frasier would have been a very different sitcom if Garfield had been in it instead of... <gasps> instead of Ross. Is that what it is? No, instead of Eddie. Are you saying Eddie is Garfield and Frasier is John? No, I'm saying that Frasier is Garfield. You're going to have to unpick this. <laughs> Right, Frasier is John. In a hang joke. on, hang on, a, wait, a, wait, right, wait, hang on, wait. hang on, hang on, bear with me. Frasier is John Arbuckle, um, and everyone else is Garfield. Niles is Garfield, his father is Garfield, Rose is Garfield, can, especially Bulldog is Garfield. I can see where you're going Frasier is Garfield, in the sense that... <laughs> no, Garfield stop, the comic. Stop, oh, Garfield oh, the comic. Oh. Frasier is John Arbuckle, and everyone else in Frasier is... Is Garfield the cat? You've said before that Garfield is not a cat. Right, don't latch onto that. Latch onto the I feel the like idea. I've got to latch onto something because you're saying Fraser is Garfield, Fraser is John. Yeah, but Garfield with like, you know, an, un- an underline and bold. Garfield the property. What, what do you think of my idea? Of my critical assessment? Oh, I hate to say it. There is something to it. Mm. There's, I, I can see what you're getting at. And I do wonder whether I can see what you're getting at because we've been together for an awfully long time and we speak that sort of secret mm. language of long-term just relationships. Adding something to my shopping list on my you're adding something to your Please shopping carry list. On. Um, okay, well, hello everybody, and welcome to the Seattle Wanderers, the podcast where we imagine that we support a fictional football team that were playing around the time that Frazier was broadcasting on his radio station. Uh, they're called the Seattle Wanderers. We talk about the highs, the lows, the ups, the downs, the drama, on and off the pitch. And then we tie it back into that week's episode of Frasier. Was there actually that football team in Frasier? No. I don't remember. No, that's why I've just made it up. Right. The Seattle Wanderers. Okay. Because it's a bit north of England, like isn't it? Some meta fiction. Right. Extra textual fiction. We've not done this for a while. Have we oh, forgotten how to do this? No, not at all. I'm just, um, I'm very tired today, as always. I'm very um, tired. We've, had, very a, we've had a couple of weeks of it. We're very, both... very stressed. I had a very nice massage yesterday afternoon, and the eye twitch is migrating to my left eye as well. Oh, um, you know, changes as good I'm not, as the rest. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not worried about the eye twitch, because I had an, an eye test a couple of like weeks ago, and the optician was like, nah, it's just stress and tiredness. It's nothing wrong with your eyes or your yeah. brain or anything like that, because they can tell with I, I've had the old twitch yeah. a couple of times, and well, a couple of days it's, ago. Oh, it's, been, it's been really annoying me for a couple of months now, and it's stress and tiredness. Have you got it I'm where not you can getting put your finger underneath yeah, it, and, and you can feel, feel it. it it's the lower, yeah, it's the lower yeah. right eyelid. Is that not a potassium thing as well? No, it's stress. I've had it my whole life intermittently. And it's it's stress and dry eyes and tiredness and it was you know it didn't help that I had the wrong prescription on my glasses for a while either. It's staring at screens too much. I've been doing that um, all the time, mostly for work. You've been pondering your orb too much. I've been pondering is my what orb your too problem much. is. Too yeah. much staring at screens. I've got really dry eyes. I'm very very tired. I've not been sleeping properly. 
I've been getting to bed far too late and I'm very, very stressed. I think it's accumulation. I think it's psychosomatic as accumulation of all of the stress of last year. Um, Plus constant chronic pain. That doesn't help um, at all. Um, And so, yeah, I need to to sort it out. I was just saying I had a lovely massage yesterday evening, afternoon. And for the whole of yesterday evening, I was like really chill and my eyes were fine. And then it started again this morning when we had the prospect of talking about Garfield. Hello and welcome to I Don't Like Mondays. It's the high energy fun time husband and wife podcast where we bring this level of energy right. all no, through the no, podcast. I don't think that's fair because we never promised to be high energy. Like that's not part of the agreement here. <laughs> no, really. Like I think part of the, the, the value of this podcast for me as well as for some other people is that we talk about all kinds of things. And sometimes, we do, we are complete people. Sometimes it's okay to talk about things that are not high energy and things that are distressing us because it, it helps us to feel like we're not alone out there and we, we are seen. And I'm sure that there are some people listening to this who also have chronic pain conditions and completely understand when I say, I am exhausted, I am sick of being in pain, I'm absolutely sick and tired of it. Like, in a, in a deep and fundamental way. I was just getting back to proper running and going to the gym, and I was really optimistic about being able to get back into my usual round of physical activity. And then one single exercise that the physio wanted me to do just completely threw it all back on my back and hip, and that's it. And it's gone for the whole week. And it is exhausting having to go through that round every single time. I literally lost count. And then I rolled my ankle on Thursday. Um, just It just happens. You know, you said, were you looking where you were going? I was like, of course I'm fucking looking where I'm going. But I have a chronic pain condition and hypermobility, which means that it doesn't matter if I'm looking where I'm going. My joints don't work properly, so I will roll my ankles. I will dislocate things. I I feel like just sort of casually throwing in, were you looking where you were going? I'm not trying to blame you for this. All I was saying was... It's curious that you didn't step over the thing. I like. Did you forget that it was there? Because you said it was hidden. You yeah, did it was, say it, it was, was hidden. under the carpet. And so, if you, was, if you was, had looked at it, it's a cable. It's a round have... cable under the carpet that caused me to roll my ankle. Well, if you had seen it, would you not have moved your leg? Not over necessarily, it? because I have. Um, uh, I don't. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm not studying the ground intently everywhere I walk. But I've also rolled my ankle even when I have been out for a walk, for example, and said, "Ah, this is a very slippery, rocky path. I must be careful here." And it doesn't stop it from going, because joint condition and bad proprioception and little wobbly things that don't work. Um, And it is tiring and exhausting. And I realise that that is very boring for some people to hear. But for some people who are listening, they might just be going, fuck yes, it is. And, you know, high five solidarity to those people. Anyway. So Garfield, then, who are you? Who am I? I'm not Garfield. Hmm. You are a disrespectful cat. I'm not. I mean... I have respect where respect is earned. See, now that in itself... <laughs> You're wearing that hideous Garfield t-shirt today. So are you. No, I'm not. You're wearing a horrible what? buff Garfield t-shirt. Why are you lying about not wearing it? You've ju- that has just gone into your regular t-shirt rotation and you should be ashamed. <laughs> look, look. the thing is... So I am wearing a t-shirt with a very muscular Garfield with a mostly human body and a bandana. What I can do is I wear this, t- wear this <laughs> zip... Uh, hoodie with a t-shirt underneath it in work meetings and I can just occasionally like like Quato <laughs> in Total Recall he can just have a little peek out just be like hello <laughs> Lorenzo Music hello uh, like that was that his name? 
Lorenzo what? Music. Lorenzo Music was the voice actor for I know we've discussed Garfield. this before. Was yes. he was he deliberately chosen because he sounded like? No, I think he was chosen because name? he sounded sardonic and and tedious. And tedious. Uh, he was also the voice for like I think he was chosen for the real Ghostbusters cartoon because he, he sounded, sounded like Bill Murray. Yeah, yeah. But I think he was chosen for the Garfield cartoon. There was some faff, wasn't there, with the real Ghostbusters cartoon where they couldn't get the likenesses or they didn't want to get the likenesses or something. So it ended up being like three um, Ghostbusters who had some characteristics in common with but were legally distinct Mm, entities from. Well, I mean, the the show The Real Ghostbusters was, of course, called The Real Ghostbusters because there was a show called Ghostbusters, which had an ape in it that solved ghosts. It's really peculiar, isn't it? Introduce yourself, please, to the podcast. I'm Kat, hello. Hello, and I'm Guy, and we are here. Oh, Catherine is narrowing her eyes at me. Do not bring your high energy at me today. And today we are. It's the first podcast of the year by anybody. Um, That's true, actually. No one else has done a podcast so far this year. We've managed to get the jump on every single on every person single, on the planet. Yeah, fuck your yeah. true crime. Fuck your video game conversations. Fuck your features, regular or otherwise. Uh, we're coming for you, <laughs> you shit. I know it's not done to discuss other podcasts. We do it podcasts, almost every episode. But the is it the latest regular features? No, that was from if ages not, ago. Right, that I was from ages ago. Regular features is very very funny. It's a bit like it's a collection it's got, of naughty it's got boys content making each warnings. other laugh. <laughs> they're all good people, but sometimes the content is a bit like oh my goodness. It's like reading the early internet, um, and that's a compliment. Um, but there was a bit where um, the bit where Gav Murphy was trolling the never mention him by name. Alfred Zampet Facebook forum. I was crying with laughter as his his troll went from like a kind of minor um, a minor discombobulation just from like naught to a thousand miles an hour in naught point two seconds or something. You have to listen. It was, to it. It I'm was, not going to say what it was. It was so so funny. It was very sudden. I was wasn't crying. It? It was laughing. very sudden. Right. So that's fifty three centimeters. Guys, measuring the distance to the microphone. You are closer yes, to the microphone. Yeah. Why can I? Why does it? Is it because I'm big? No, it's because you've got no sense of distance. We've I been have through sense this. Of distance. You don't. If we went outside right now. Right, we discussed this last time. You remember how you have no idea where the garage is or, I know how, where or the how long is. it takes to get there? It takes 25 minutes. <laughs> Do you remember how we had that discussion and you were absolutely adamant and insistent at that, least seven that minutes. I was wrong, yes. that it was at least seven minutes? And I said, no, it's five minutes. In fact, probably even a little bit less than that because you're taller than me. You've got longer legs, you walk quicker. Yeah. It's five minutes precisely to get to the pillar just opposite because that's what my warm-up is before I run. And you, you disagreed... You disagreed with me profoundly, despite all of the evidence, and then you walked it, and it was five minutes, just under. Listen. And then you that... have you have not extrapolated from that and said, ah, I am wrong about this thing that I was intensely con- concerned and, and insistent on. I wonder what else I could be wrong about. That has not happened. Stop trying to like make out your chin is shorter than it is <laughs> to pretend that you're closer and that the distance is wrong. But look, it's no, you no, you're you're definitely you're further away. Hmm, that's fucked up. I mean, you can move a bit closer if you want. But I don't wish to. Well, what if I push the microphone over to you then? Well, then we have a disagreement brewing. Oh, well, you we push it back because it's yeah, yeah. But it looks because it's only there. Maybe it's the glasses. I reckon it's the glasses, it's not the glasses causing me a mischief. It's not the glasses. It might be. It's not. What does it look like now? Man, it looks like Robocop's penis, doesn't it? <laughs> In terms of distance, when about, you're taking your glasses off. About the same. Yeah, there we go. 
Yep, mm. there we go. So what is this podcast? Oh, yes, the first day of the new year was a Monday. And was if we it? had oh, our shit yeah. together, we'd have recorded it and released it then. No, but we've been very depressed. Holiday. We've been tired well, and I think, ill. I think you've been very depressed. I've not been quite so depressed. I've just been exhausted. Oh, you've had some days. Not massively. Not not depressed, depressed. Calumny and lies. Not really, because A, I know my own brain. And You've B, been floating I've not around been... like a fart in a farts <laughs> for several days. I've not been... I've not actually been that bad. I think you've been projecting. No, there were a couple of days, because I, I pick up on your mood, and then it sort of becomes amplified in my brain, and it uh, makes me I depressed. I think so. Well, yeah. I've been, I've been generally all right. I've just... It's not been depression, it's been pain. There's a big difference. What were your uh, Christmas bounties? We had uh, what Christmas presents? I don't know. Whatever Christmas bounties means to you. We've still got a tin of roses in the house, which I'm very slowly. I've not had a single one of those. Well, whose fault is that? I didn't say it was anybody. No, I'm not saying that to either label. I don't want a parliamentary committee. I don't want an inquest. You were implying that I was eating my way through them. No, I wasn't at all. I no, I listeners, what, okay, what did listeners, I, you literally just heard what happened. Was my response appropriate? No. What I yes or what no. I said was I've not had a single one of those. That was, if anything, me being like surprised both at myself and at the existence really? of Yeah. I agree. Mm, don't chinny don't reckon me. Genuinely and sincerely. Oh Tutankhamun. <laughs> Disappearing into the horizon. Oh, out the front door. As an audio medium, that's going to be a yeah, very peculiar. But a select number of people will know exactly what I was I, doing then. <laughs> like, genuinely, that was just me saying, oh, I've not had a single one of those. The the fact that you read into that an admonition against you. Admonishment or admonition? Admonishment. Column A, column B. Um, and we're like, oh, well, whose fault is that? Blah, blah. I, no, no, I was just... I, li- I was just saying a thing. I'm glad that we've got this on record. What do you mean? <laughs> um, genuinely and sincerely, like... I, this, this ex- did you genuinely deploy that without considering the subtext? Of course. I I haven't had any chocolates, and I thought I, like... I was surprised, because they're Christmas chocolates. Mm. It's now the 14th of January, and I've still not had one. Did I was have, surprised by that. Did you have any of the little Elizabeth Shaw Crunchy Boys? I had two or three. They're yes. quite good. We had some of those. And so, well, don't try and change the subject to Elizabeth Shaw Crunchy Boys. And so I was just saying it because it's quite surprising. It's two weeks from the from New Year's Day. Yeah, it's true. You it know, is surprising that you've three weeks from Christmas. Uh, I offered like, you a golden why, barrel why, the other day, but you turned it down. Yeah. Well, like, why would me saying that? like touch your world at all? It's got nothing to do because with the, you. The implication was no, it wasn't. that. <laughs> don't don't implicate me. You see what I have to deal with. What was, um, the impli- what was the implication? The implication was that it was somehow I had been eating the chocolates and you had not had a single one. You poor abandoned orphan. No, that's that. You did that. <laughs> you you put all of that into your head, and you made up a guy to get mad about. Nope. No, but like, but literally, yes, because I know. No, you can't smile and say no nope and shake what, your head. This is what connotations and implications are. That's, but, it's a figure of language no. to say, "Oh, I've not had a single one of those." The way you said it. No, but fuck that. That's like, if like, if you'd have been going through something that I wanted to go at, and like, yeah, I don't know, you'd been eating your way through a bag of fancy radishes, and there remember? was only one radish left, and I said, and and I'd have then said, like, oh, you sod, I've not had one. Like that would be an implication, but me saying, oh, I've, I've not. You had remember one how yet. you refused to admit that you were wrong about the time that it walks up to the gar- takes to walk up to the garage? Nope. <clears throat> 
Mm. No, nope. yep. doesn't doesn't ring any bells. Do you have Which any? It's impossible for you to be wrong. <laughs> but no, but in this case, like I know what I said, you know, and I know that. what I meant because uh. I said it, and I meant what I yeah. said. Yes, dear. No, um. don't no, no bollocks to yes, dear. Saying I'm wrong about what I said and what I, well, you're not doing English lit now. You're talking to a human man with an inside world. I. All I wanted to let you know was that I've not had one of those chocolates yet. Isn't that surprising? It is surprising. There we go. Yep. Don't be like, oh, guys just accused me of something to do with the Kaima Rouge. Like, no. It is surprising. Oh, guys just said I pour petrol into other people's Wellington boots and laugh when their feet get cold and wet. No, I, I just told you that I hadn't had a chocolate. You have not had a chocolate. There we go. <laughs> oh, oh, you said I haven't had a chocolate. That means that you think I'm Timothy McVeigh. The thank original. You, thank you for blowing a throwaway comment. The original out of OK proportion. Boomer. Thank you. Yeah. Because of Oklahoma. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. It was a bomb. It was very funny when all of those people died, wasn't it, Guy? It was very funny when all of that infrastructure was destroyed. How amusing to make a joke out of it. Fucking hell. Do you see what I have to put up with, listeners? Do you see what? I, do you see with your ears what I have? <laughs> the problem to... is you have selective context. <laughs> You perfectly understood the subtext there, but you insisted that there was no subtext. But no, but that's because there that was earlier. no subtext because I didn't apply any. Subtext isn't subtext isn't a thing. It's not the luminif- luminiferous ether. You don't it's actively not- and consciously apply it. That's the whole fucking point of subtext. No, but you do in the oh same way God. that you actually and consciously, like actively and consciously, choose your facial expressions in order to nope, like maximize nope, impact. No, 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 no. Normal people things. <laughs> Uh, yep, that's what it boils down to, isn't it? Why? <laughs> I have never once actively chosen a facial expression unless I was doing it for ironic purposes. That's fucked up. You're just <laughs> wildly out of control careening through saw... the world. No, I'm not. There was something I saw the other day that was like a tweet from someone. I think it was a person who was, um, they were autistic themselves and they were like doing a um, one of those Oh, it was it was a really funny tweet for me as a, not, a non-autistic person because it gave me a lot of insight. And it was like that. Oh, that feeling when you're doing one of those questions about um, an, an autism questionnaire that says, do you find social situations difficult? And you say, no, of course I don't, because I have a list of 150 expressions, which I have carefully observed over the course of the last 40 years in order to deploy them at the right time and place. Of course I don't have any problem with these. I have an entire back catalogue checklist of things I need to do and say in specific situations. When I was doing the... And that um, was very funny to me. The questionnaire thing. First of all, oh, you said it gave me insight. That's the subtext of that means it drove you into a frenzy because you hate neuroatypical people. See, I can um, do... Well, you said it, it yes, gave what, you what insight. What you said wasn't in the text. What is fucking bollocks then? Again, you can't play this game. Um, I literally can. I've got a bit of paper that says I can. Yes, but you shouldn't. It is impolite. <laughs> I li- literally, um, it is a thing that I'm good at. Yeah, but uh, oh, we're back to the one man, two governors yeah. thing. Anyway. Um, what's it called? Play that goes wrong. What were we going to say? Apparently it's brilliant. I've heard no, it from, no. heard from yeah. many people. Maybe we should go and see it. Brilliant. Maybe we should go and see it. Um, it wasn't the play that was going wrong that I had a problem with. Was it the advertising? It was the, it? the advertising and the derivation, yeah. Hmm. I feel like I should add that our opinions are just our opinions and carry no weight. The fact that we're recording it on a microphone, if you enjoy the plays that the play that goes wrong or any sequels or associated things, we would never take that. I don't that, give two shits. We would never take that from you. I don't give you. two shits. You go and enjoy what you want. Who gives a fuck? 
I think that like there is a danger of like when you sound when one sounds very forthright and very confident about things, other people might feel not not browbeaten, but like reflexively willing to give additional I can see weight that, to like, but someone also, else's view. In a very weird way, that's not my problem. <laughs> so what I was going to say was in the question. Like, my, my other people's in is way of doing things and conducting themselves is not my problem and I cannot please all of the people all the time and I will go mad if I try to. I will express my views forthrightly. If someone doesn't want that, they can switch off. They can go away. They don't have to listen. It's that easy. Yeah, but some of them have married you. Well, more for them. Yeah. So the questionnaire. Yeah. And one of them was like, uh, one of the questions was, uh, do you have difficulties public speaking? And I know you could potentially say... It's it's a little bit of an autistic thing to be the questions on this autism assessment are not sufficiently detailed. That for was me another to give thing an that answer. this person was saying in their thread. Yes, yes. Um, what, why are there not five hundred gradations of this? The well, questions are incorrect. No, but yeah. the, the yeah. questions are incorrect because, like, it, no, don't roll your eyes when I'm like. If you've got lots and lots of autistic people saying the, this is a characteristic of an autistic person to say these questions are incorrect, surely look. <laughs> Are you good at public speaking? If I'm at work and I'm having to advocate for myself in front of a, a large group of people, I can feel my voice going. I can feel like there's a, like a you know, I get, I'm sure I've talked about this on the podcast before. I, I, I get anxious and I sort of clam up a bit. But in front of an audience, that's absolutely fine. Put me on stage and I can do it. But obviously, when I'm on stage, there's lights on me and not on the audience. I can't see those fuckers. There's an implicit social contract that they're not going to talk back, and I have a script of things that I'm going to say. Mm. But the question, are you good at public speaking? Well, like, fucking... Uh, like, yeah, but no. So, like, don't you, can't, you can't... Don't give me this. Don't... That's that's another example of that's the, the question. Uh, yes, I am, because I've got... A checklist yeah. of 150. Yeah, no, yeah, I, yeah exactly. I, no, I yeah. no, you're absolutely right. The question is, 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 yeah. And I it, think, I think there should be a question at the bottom which says, "Have you argued with every single one of these questions?" <laughs> yes. When going through, have you said, "Well, listen here, you." There's yeah, two answers yeah, to this. Yeah. Um, so for me, my answer to, "Are you good at public speaking?" would be, if I'm not in the right mood for it, I don't really care for it. But yeah, I can do it. Yeah, but that's not what a, a yes, no. Even if it's a like agree, mildly am I good at agree. public speaking? Yes. There we go. Yes. So something... I'm quite quite happy leading a team meeting. I'm quite happy talking in front of a load of people. We've have we talked on the podcast about like work sonas before and how you change yeah. your voice in meetings and that yeah, of course makes I do. that makes me feel like quite I'm like ah, oh, who are you? You're pretending. Yeah, who, of course I do. Who else do you pretend? Have you ever with? done? A, yeah, you have done a reception job or something like that. Yeah. I had reception. You have a phone voice, of course you do when you're doing reception job. Like, I, as a person, am a horrible goblin. Mm. I'm a, a deeply shitty individual with ghastly opinions. <laughs> um, and a, and a, strong sense, right. a strong sense of, you know... The, eggs. Of, of eggs. Yeah, I've got a strong sense of eggs. If this ghastly, shitty person answered the phone when I was doing reception jobs as a temp, for example, years ago, as, as that, you know, in, in my own persona, that would have been bad, actually. You know, like I worked for a, um, a company for a little while doing um, reception for, um, I think they were like a paper manufacturer or something. You know, sort of Ooh, paper. Dump call mill. Them, let's call them paper ink. Or, yeah, it was, it was a paper mill up in Yorkshire. Oh, that's why I said down yeah. at the mill, because you're from Yorkshire. It was a really, it was really fun, because now and then I used to get to use the tannoy on the factory floor. Ah, was ah, 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 ah. There was a little bit of a, like, I would try and um, 
I'd obviously I'd try and make it as comprehensible as possible, but then if like you know it didn't did happen you, a couple of minutes did later, you I would then do I would the bing then, bongs with your mouth. No, but there were bing bongs, um, and then you press the button, and then yeah, I'd do it as clearly as possible. And then if that person still hadn't been bothered to come to the phone or to come to see me, then like a couple of minutes later, I'd be like, deliberately. Um, and that was a big that's, joke. That's very good. <laughs> uh, anyway, so there's a big difference. Like, if I picked up the phone, say, let's call them Papers Inc., for example, and gone, yeah, it's Papers Inc., what do you want? You know, in the manner of Ghostbusters, what do you yeah, want? Yeah, but the thing is, you wouldn't do that to, like, answering your phone generally. Well, no, but when I answer the phone and I don't know the number, I do still put on my work voice. I think you know, so. I, say, I, I, you know, good, good afternoon, Papers Inc., how are you doing? I you know, think what you're doing who's calling? is... It's so-and-so I, I think there's a little know. bit of a straw man happening here because there is a difference between having a phone voice and I have a phone voice because, you know, I want to be clear as possible because I know that the person on the other end of the phone is doing a job. I want to get my information through to them as quickly as possible but, and I don't want okay. to, to ruin their day. What I'm talking about is, like, when you're in a meeting and your entire delivery changes... Your, your voice changes, your delivery changes, and I have these moments of, like, who are you? Like, yeah. that's not, yeah, that's that's entirely, not you. Yeah, no, because, no, that's my professional work persona. But And like, it, does, it serves me very well. But if you pretend in front of those, how do I know you're not pretending in front of me? You don't. Yeah. You were back and to the philosopher's zombie. But that's, but that's fucked up. Like, it's... <laughs> You just, don't, but you put it on trust. No, but you can't trust. If you find somebody who's all like, oh, hello, everybody. You're like, that's, who the fuck is this? And why are they wearing my wife? Like, what? what's that? Whereas if I'm in a meeting, I'm like, yeah, um, oh, yeah, it's dreadful, isn't it? Um, well, you do it. How, how's your day? Oh. Yeah, but that won't go down very well with the people that I'm working with oh, if I do that. Fuck them. That's what no, I say. No, but I don't work Get with them. the kind of people for whom that would work. If I were working with people, so, so I'll change that persona depending on who I'm talking to as well. Of course I will. It's like code switching, tone switching. Oh, you know. I, f- I find it very... Un- <laughs> uh, maybe it's the like... Maybe it's because you consciously feel like you have to mask it in some ways, whereas I'm just kind of... Again, it's that effortless switching, like code switching or tone switching between different sort of stratas and groups of people. How did we get on that? Work, that works for me, you know, and it works very well. And, you know, I've had a lot of feedback I, that, that I, I handle meetings well. I, I, I'm, I, I'm, I'm pers- personable, you know, I'm charismatic in meetings. I, yeah, no, I am. And, you know, I've had explicit feedback that I handle meetings well, that I lead meetings well, that I lead teams well, that I, you know, I'm good at that in my job. It genuinely makes me quite uncomfortable. And I know that's a me problem. Yeah, like, I, I, me I know problem. that it's like, like that's on me. But the, yeah, there are real moments of like, Like a, a reflexive kind of fit. There's something unheimlich about it. I'm not saying like <laughs> uncanny valley, but there is a like a reflexive think, kind of. I think that might repulsion. be because, because you don't. I I wonder if you, because of the way that your brain works as opposed to mine, you don't automatically understand and like innately understand a the the the, the need for code switching and tone switching and those kinds of things in meetings or or in talking to people in a professional environment. And B, you find it difficult. You have to consciously and actively do it. Well, no, I so think you assume that other people are consciously and actively doing it. And I, I'm not. It's I think just, it's, again, it's effort. I think it's pretend, and so I refuse to play. Like the, yeah, it's the, not pretend. T- talking, it is. Talking They're to, two realities. Talking to people who are like above me at work, talking to like very senior managers, I... I think I don't have a problem with them because I talk to them because their people respect is earned, not given because of station. There's no like, oh yes, of course, let's you know defer to you. And I say, oh yeah, how you doing? Oh yeah, that's right. No, it's how like when the very, very, very senior, um, like the chief finance officer of my organisation said, oh, how are things going in your area, guys? Oh, yeah. terrible. Thanks. It's going really so badly. For me, 
And he said, okay, well, let's book a meeting. So I had a chat with him, went over several bosses' heads. There might be some people that works really well for. Um, But that one size doesn't fit all in communication. And there are some more senior people for me where I know that I can take that more informal approach. And be a bit like, you know, and there are some people that I meet with coaching, and I'm like, oh, how's it going? Oh, shit as usual, isn't it? You know, and I will do that with some people. And there are other people who'll say, oh, how's it going? I go, yeah, not too bad, thank you. Yeah, like, um, there's quite a lot on at the moment. And I know that some members of the team have expressed a few well-being concerns about that. You know, and you, you couch it and you phrase it in terms that they will react to more appropriately. Because some people will just clam up like, you know, cornflour in water otherwise. And you have to know the right way to get in to, to communicate with them. And your method, preferred method of communication, which is very direct and you have one style for everyone, you might find that it comes up against people for whom that just doesn't work. Oh, fuck. And, well, this is the point. This is this is what I'm saying. Like, And, and that can be a barrier in the workplace. It shouldn't be, but it's one of the things where actually an adjustment in the workplace that says, you know, recognising different communication styles and preferences and not necessarily um, judging someone based on it um, is, is, is something that, you know, neuro uh, atypical sorry um neurotypical people might need to be better at in a way like you your style of communication could come across to some people as rude it's not intended as rude ah. you are not trying to be rude in any way shape or form I, but it, hey, it's sometimes it's i am being, yeah. because the idea that somebody who's paid three okay. times more than i am should be respected by me absolutely fucking not go fuck yourself Okay, that's all very well and good, but um, I have bills to pay, and I don't, so do I don't, I. I don't want those people to think badly of me and to say bad things about me and to put bad words in about me, which means that I either lose out on work or I don't progress properly, or um, you know, I have difficulties in my career. These are conscious choices that I've made. No, it's, <laughs> it's creepy. It's, I don't like it. There's, it. And again, maybe maybe it comes from a sort of... I think of, it's a you thing. Oh! Because it's really... Like, what I'm saying now is not weird. It's it's normal to vary our communication styles depending on who we're talking again, to, according do, to a multiplicity of factors I do that vary are consciously my and subconsciously like I, the way The way I talk to people I know compared to people I don't, obviously differs like don't yeah. like pl- please don't listeners go away from this thinking that i just talk to like i meet everybody at 10 i'm like all right cunts how are you doing but i'm your milkman fuck off imagine if <laughs> like, <laughs> that would be very funny it's like telling the carpet cleaners to fuck off like i wouldn't do that do you remember from from the episode where we talked about Mm. Telling a carpet cleaner to fuck off or some sort of thing. You should not. It's rude to the carpet cleaner. Like, you know, I I don't do that. And I understand that, like, at work, there are certain meetings where I'll be a little bit more like, yeah, things are really bad and it's weird. This whole place is weird. Everyone should join a union. And then there'll be meetings where I'm like, yeah, it's it's difficult, but we've done this. Like, I do vary my community. Please don't, like, think. Both you and listeners don't think that I'm just, like blundering through every yeah. every avenue of communication. No. And there is also on some days an element where I am dialing up that persona because I'm struggling with anxiety or I'm struggling with pain, chronic pain. Um and um I need to actively and consciously mask that pain um by presenting a face that is different to the one that I'm kind of feeling. And that takes work. That is effort and that's something that anyone with a chronic pain condition or an anxiety disorder um, who works in that kind of environment. You know, I think a lot of people will relate to that. Um, but sometimes it's just, you know, yeah, 
I'm just, it's my little. Yeah, could, little could, you, could you undo your janglies? No, my janglies! Oh, fine. Yeah, but because they're making continuous noises while you I haven't you're... even bothered. You haven't, well, me. no, you haven't. No, but some people do because this is a, okay. this is an audio. Yeah, no, those were the little um, the little janglies on my dungarees. Jangly dungarees. That's very pleasing. I want to a say. badge on these dungarees. I think I want I a job a in the lollipop factory. Uh, I've got a worm badge. If you'd like a worm <gasps> badge, you've got your. I've got my little your turkey crab. crab. Your turkey head crab. Turkey badge. Yeah. Um, would Al Capone be more threatening if he was called Alan Capone rather than Alphonse Capone? No. Yes, you're right. Would he be less threatening? No. Would he, he would be, be as same threatening, threatening? Because he's still a... Because he's a big, horrible a, gangster. A, a scary yeah. man. The Did same threatening. Is he syphilitic? I don't know. What? I don't have, like, a database in my head of which famous people had syphilis. Well, fucking more fool you. What a, what a sad life you live. <laughs> I have a rich inner world with my tabulated... What famous your, people? Your 150 point checklist of how precisely to react in each given social situation. First of all, shut up. <laughs> Secondly, I like the Transformers and because they say what okay. they're going to do and, and they, then do, they it. do it. Yeah. And that is fine and okay. It's just a different way of seeing the world. I've often wondered about that. Um, I, so, is there an inherent difficulty if a brain is less able to put itself in someone else's shoes? Is it harder for that brain to understand and to appreciate that there are different communication styles and that those different communication styles are equally valid? So, I... so for me, I find it easy to understand that there are lots of different communication styles. And some of them might be more effective than others. Um, from, but... from speaking to, to a selection of autistic people, there, are, there, there seems to be a very common thing of seeing the fakeness of something and not understanding, like, not not willing to be fake, not, not willing to engage with that pretend. Like, uh, you know, the, the sort of like, oh, you should automatically respect somebody who is above you in the hierarchy work. No, of course you shouldn't. You, like, respect is a thing to be earned. It's, like... Being see, seeing it as quite obviously a transparent thing and and as a game. Now that I agree it's like with. when I talk to my little brother, he um somebody was he at the gym or like someone said to him like you know oh well done you did really well there and he was like well shut up don't tell me that what you're trying to trick me because you because yeah like oh you're trying to get me to do that again aren't you you're trying to trick me because you're saying like oh oh well done or like oh you did be really that well person there. was doing it at face value. Says you, the one who insists that every everything um, has got like a David Foster Wallace five. Let me go back to the senior senior of... respect thing. I agree with you. I actually completely Footnotes, agree. I completely agree with you that respect should be earned, um, particularly when people are more senior in a workplace. But until such a point as it has been earned, um, my salary, my status in the hierarchy, my status as a worker depends on pretending to have respect for that person until such a time as they've demonstrated that they've earned it. Now, there is one person that I work with that I don't have very little respect for, um, but I nonetheless make an active and conscious display of deferring to that person, because otherwise I'll get in the shit. That's fucked up. I don't like doing it, but I'll do it. It's That's weird. That's like again, Oh, I agree, I, the I'm system not, is weird. I'm not saying yeah. we're addicted. Systematically, it's it's nonsense. Systematically, everything is nonsense. But everything if, is a construct. But, that's, but that I'm still play- a part of it. If everybody knows that they're playing a game, which you seem to imply that people do, like, oh, you know, 
oh, of course, we all, you know, we all do this. We all, like, put on our silly hats and sit around the table according to where our hats say we should sit. Why not just take the hats off? Because sometimes the game has a purpose and a reason. Um, and sometimes um, it, it, human relationships require the artifice of that framework in order to function effectively. Like the other day, I made a steak, and I think it might have been a little bit too salty. And you said, no, it's not, it's nice. Yeah, it was I, really nice. I remain convinced that it was a little bit too salty, and you weren't saying it was too salty, because if I did, if you did, then like I'd, you were trying to spare my feelings by, by using a small white lie. In the past, have I said to you, this is too salty? Yes. Yeah. But also in the past, you've said about, like, having meals with people or, like, when somebody's cooked for you, saying, oh, that was very nice. And then later, in so, private, saying, oh, that was well Ming. So on this particular occasion, it was not too salty. It was lovely. It was really genuinely nice. On past occasions, um, I have... I've tried this both ways. I have said, um, this is too salty, which threw you into a foul mood. You, you, I, you, hey. had, a, you had, in the terms of Dwarf Fortress... You you had a mood. You went into a, uh, a, a what was what was the particular? There's a particular word for it. A kind of mood. Um, I do worry about how you present then, me to then, other people. And then sometimes. in and then in in the past, if I've tried to spare your feelings on something, you said you're just trying to spare my feelings on this, and that has thrown you into a mood. So I can't win either Wait, way. Simply exist in amicable mutual in, silence. In, the, in 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 this case, it genuinely was very nice, and it was exactly what I wanted—a a, a really nice steak. It was good. It was accompanied by a, a selection of beige, which was exactly what I wanted. And it was very good. But, yeah, like, it's all about kind of smoothing relations. And, and, and of course, this varies throughout the world. You know, there's lots of different ways of doing it in different cultures. But culturally, there's a kind of framework of um, ways of managing relationships with each other to smooth them out. Um, And that's why I think when someone's preferred communication style is blunt, direct, honesty, straight up. Blunt, direct. You. you Oh, I'm deliberate. Of course I am. Of course I'm delivering. Like judgment to it. Yes, of course I am. Because because let me finish the sentence. When that um, blunt, direct truth meets a preference for um, maybe something being disingenuous, maybe. Sort of, yeah, like masking for um, covering up something for the sake of the greater harmony, all that kind of stuff. Um, when those two meet, each of those people thinks their way of communicating is the right way of doing it. Um, and the um, person who prefers to be blunt just comes across incredibly rude to the other person who then reacts against that um, because this person who's very blunt to them seems to have not understood all of the rules that make up social communication that that person just innately gets. But that um, person comes across as a sneak, as a, as a to liar. The, to the original and, uh, person, yeah. Like, it, but, but, it comes you across know, as somebody yeah, who is, yeah. who is like, bald-faced lying and knows that you know that they're lying and then you're supposed to be But not to that, that person. They don't see it that way. So this is what I mean about the, in, the point of, I find it easy to because of the way my brain works it's this is not a value judgment it's literally just because of the way my brain works i find it easy to recognize the validity uh, or, or at least that both of those people in that situation perceive their own communication styles as being equally valid whereas you are saying that the person who um adheres to those unspoken social norms is sneaky yes because they're sneaky yeah. do you see what i mean so you cannot 
no, I, fathom no, I, I, a I world can... in which their communication styles are equally valid. It's just that they don't mix. I, they don't. I, they no, cannot communicate with each other. Like I can see that that person thinks that their communication style is valid. Yes. I can you say I that about think, the other person? I yeah, I think the other person thinks that their communication style yes. is valid. I think that it is fucked up to have a system of secret lies and riddles in order to I just So that person who um is, you know, for obviously the purpose of this conversation neurotypical and has that framework of unspoken social norms thinks that it is fucked up to be rude and arrogant, and I'm deliberately using these words to describe the way that... I'm, I don't necessarily think this. I'm just using the words to describe how that person might say this. They would say, this person who is being blunt and direct um, is being rude and arrogant. They don't care about my feelings. They don't care about the feelings of people around them. I don't give a shit about whether I look fat in that. I just, you know, I don't want them to tell me that. I want them to tell me I look nice because it's important to me at this moment that that person boosts my self-esteem. Um, so that's their view. Do you see what I mean? So... so and this it reminds me a little bit of like my my dad as previously discussed is like a bit of a nut job evangelical um and he will sometimes say things like about um you know this is this is going to be some horrible islamophobia about the muslims or something and and i will constantly try to argue with him about it i'll just try, stop trying but then i'll say to him like don't you see that exactly what you're saying about this is something that they they the fundamentalists on the other side will say about you and he'll go no no it's different it's different things a totally different thing well, they're almost saying exactly the same thing. It's just a different flavour of fundamentalism. But he can't see it that way. Do you see what I mean? I'm not saying that you're as bad as my dad. But you're, I'm, you're but I'm saying it. No, I'm absolutely not. But I'm using it as an analogy to say that because someone is so deeply entrenched in their view of the world... And because that person, as part of the way that their brain is structured, finds it difficult to put themselves in someone else's shoes, that is an inherent an, an blockade. It's like a barrier to them understanding it, why, it, why the person who is uh, able to and does communicate with the world using that framework of unspoken social mores might also have a valid viewpoint. It's, it's like a little while ago, you and I were having a sort of... A, like a, a fairly serious conversation about serious things, and you you like asked me a question or you asked something of me, and I provided the response. I fulfilled the criteria of what you asked, and then you were sad because there were secrets in what you'd said, like secret zones in Super Mario World. But in Super Mario World, you can find them. There were there were secrets that you wanted me to also set. So, like, if you said, what is the time? And I said, oh, it's half past 12. You then were sad because I didn't say, oh, it's half past 12. And on this day in 1976, a man called Michael Petersborough fell over a dog. And I, I think, like, couldn't possibly have known that you wanted me to add that additional information, but you knew that you wanted me to add so that. And then so my, my, my inability to spot that, because I've talked before about, like, branching pathways. Like, there, there's, yeah. there, there's, yeah, yeah, there's yeah. infinite yeah. myriads branching things. My inability to spot that particular branch and think, oh, Kat asked me the time she also wants to know about a man falling over a dog... That led you to be sad with me. And that's... I think that, for me, gives interesting insight into um, the way you interpret those kinds of questions. Um, and I've learned not to expect those subtexts to be fulfilled or responded to or answered. 
and that does mean sometimes that um i there are certain levels of communication that i simply cannot go into with you because um because it's difficult to unpick the subtext or the subconscious or uh, connotations from a statement or a question um unless it's very sort of very blunt and direct with some people i've had these conversations with some people with lots of people in fact usually neurotypical people i can have a conversation where there's this less and less and less of subtext you know in in that context which is like when you said something like you know uh, do something nice for me i was like oh right, what would you like well no no you do it well tell me what you'd like and then i'll do it oh but it's not the same but it's better because then you'll get something that you like i don't know well like, part, do you want part me to of paint that a cabbage blue like because <laughs> i could but maybe you want a day at a spa instead if you if you say what you would like then you will get what you would like, like oh it's not the same oh you need to you need well, to part guess. Of, part of, so part of so to, just to, to to pick that one apart, part of the question or the, say, the saying I would like you to do something nice for me, part of that um, is also uh, the question is saying I would like you to do something nice for me. It's also saying um, I do not want to have to do the work of figuring out what it is that I want. Fucking what? That, I would that, like how you. How could that be my I problem? Would, I would like you, person I'm asking this to, to consider from a list of things that you know that I like. Ah, oh, there's infinite wait, things. Wait for me to finish. Do, things that you hang know. Hang on. Wait, where's things this? That you this know, has come from. This like, is really important to me. Wait for me to this finish. This is really like, important to me. Be nice with that. I am. This be is really nice important to me, that. though. This is really important to me. Okay, but um, you can do it without scolding. Like that a school mark. Raising a finger and saying, wait for me to finish. Like, I understand that talking over each other is a thing, but, whoa, come on. <laughs> Mummy and Daddy aren't fighting. Don't worry, we still love you. Do continue. No, I've lost my, I've lost my spoons no, it's Im- now. No, it's important no, to you. No, I've lost my spoons. Dad, oh, come along. No, I have. I've lost my spoons. How have you lost your spoons? Where are they? Because I'm having to do the work of explaining why do something nice for me is so difficult. And that is tiring. Some people will know what I mean and some people won't, and that's fine. I think if we'd had some celebrations, I'd have probably eaten some. Are they the ones with bounties in? Well, obviously I wouldn't have eaten the bounties. I'm not a buffoon. I quite like them. I'd have have eaten the the Maltese ones. More than a milk chocolate. And the, the galaxy ones. I'd have eaten those. One, yeah, the galaxies are quite nice. It's just like a sort of misc truffle. I quite like it, just a galaxy bar. It's a nice chocolate. And so I'd... Oh, it feels like the ITV of chocolates, though. See, I thought when Galaxy came out, it was pitched as being a slightly more elaborate... It is, a, but it feels, like, it feels like an ITV of chocolate. I've, oh, I disagree. I'd say Sky, but like really? Sky, Sky when we were kids, as in the provenance of rich people. No, I've never have it, had it in my brain that way. I've always had it as like a... Like a Mars bar is an ITV. It's very commercial. A Mars bar is an ITV. If you were to, like, rank the enjoyment of chocolates, would you place... It's not enjoyment. This is just, you know, branding. See, I'd, I'd always put a galaxy above a dairy milk. Really? I yeah. like a dairy milk. I mean, dairy milk... I was saying this the other day, but I'm sad about how they've changed the packaging in a rose's tin. Yeah, it's little plasticky things now, isn't it? Or, or everything is getting worse, and tins of chocolates are counted amongst them. They've got rid of the coffee creams, which is awful, because <laughs> they were the best bits. And they've I'm sure they've made the chocolates smaller, and they've changed the packaging from the nice little tin foil things that you could easily recycle to some dispose, you know, like single-use plastic, which I didn't realise. I wouldn't have bought them if I hadn't realised it was, you know, if I'd realised it was the single-use plastic. And they used to have... So the dairy milk used to come in a cute little square... 
and it would be wrapped like it was a tiny like a tiny marker. bar of chocolate. And it would have a little bit of purple foil and then a tiny little bit of paper around it. And they've, all, they've done it to make everything cheaper. Like in those two things. everything machines. happens to make it cheaper. But it's just shit. Everything's mm. getting shit because companies are trying to make more money. And it makes me sad. I, I, want, I want nice little wrapped roses. I'm now incredibly anxious that people will have, like, grabbed onto me not enjoying the way you were saying let me finish and being like oh guy is such a such a prick like what a what a what a bad arse he is for saying that without understanding the complexities of our relationship and the well that's the, the what you sub, get the subtext behind that that's what you get when you have two people talking frankly in front of a microphone with no editing that's just, you know, this is what I mean. What I was saying at the beginning of the podcast about how it's important to have the full range of flavours, I think. And the, the and the, why they shouldn't have got rid of coffee creams. Yes. And also that like the recognition that that our life extends beyond this conversation. Oh and, yes. And like me saying me, me saying that I didn't care for the delivery of let me finish doesn't necessarily suggest I'm a terrible misogynist dedicated to silencing women. No, we all know who that is. Wow. <laughs> I enjoy those streams. You can't say That's that. also a bit that without context would be Without context is monstrous, but it's actually an in-joke it's about an a, genu- a genuinely yeah. lovely yeah. man who would be astonished to hear this. Or, like, uh. appalled. Genuinely lovely man. Um... So yeah, like me, me, me saying that, listened to in isolation, can absolutely be interpreted as, wow, that's a real dick move. You can't please all the people all the time. You? Oh. Mm. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well. I was oh talking to, I, again, I was talking to my therapist about this and like responses to, to the podcast and responses to some of the stuff like I've put out into the world. And it is really difficult to... Isolate, I guess, feedback and isolate to to realise that like when when things have left your lips and like tickled the ear of other people, it's sort of out of your control. Absolutely. You you Absolutely. only, you only yeah. have so much control yep. over how people interpret yes. you. Obviously that doesn't mean don't go outside or rather, it doesn't mean go outside and burn down an orphanage and then say to people, ah, your response to this is your problem. Yes, that's, because, that's shit. That's because, shit. Because their, that's, re- their response to this yeah. is, why did you do this? Yes. That was bad. Yeah. No, that's that's absolutely the case. Whereas, you know, you, you and I having a conversation and then me bristling a bit because you sort of doing that felt a little bit too stern and, and felt... Like, I think it, it was a, refre- a reflection it, of my strength of feeling in the moment that this was something that was very important to me it, and that it wasn't, I didn't feel like I was being listened to. Um, and, and it related to a statement which, in which your previous responses, through no fault of your own, have meant that I didn't feel like the original statement was listened to. So it was compounded. So, so do something nice for me as a statement about, um, it's not just about um, wanting something, a a, a a checkbox to be ticked. It's about in doing something nice for me, I want this person to uh, demonstrate that they understand the kinds of things that I like, that they can prioritise the kind of thing that I might like, and they can, off their own bat, 
choose to put the energy into doing that thing for me as an act of love and care. Um, so for some people, that is a very difficult thing to do because, as you say, there's too many branching possibilities and it makes it almost impossible for that person to do it. And there's a, a, a scheme of thought that would say it's unfair for the person asking that to ask it. There's probably people listening to this and going, well, it's a stupid thing to say. Don't don't say that if you don't mean it. Ah, And I can totally understand that. But sometimes you just get to a point where you're like, I just do something nice for me. And yeah, that, that can be, um, what are you doing? <laughs> That's very sweet. Guy has just offered me a purple quality street. Is this one of the hazelnut ones? Yes. That's very kind. Yes, it is. That is very kind. And I think that is your purple quality street. My, so you my, my reaction to that also ties into like discussions that we've had before about status and sort of perceived interactions and like how how the the family dynamic works and the sort of like hierarchies therein and so again i just, i just very much don't want people to immediately turn up outside my letterbox and whisper you piece of shit because again like in entire entire humans with inside worlds and pre-existing wasp names. Consider it this way. Um, we've already had a complaint that I'm too bolshy. No, I... we haven't had a complaint that you're too <laughs> bolshy. Nobody was named. You're using this as a stick to beat yourself up Right, with. let me finish <laughs> on this occasion. There was no finger raised. But the point is, I am not the kind of person who would, like, stick around if I felt I was being browbeaten. Let's Whereas it, I would, because let's it's put it that way. Um, and yeah, like basically, you can't, you have no control over the state that people are in when they yeah, absolutely. Listen, you can't listen to you or like engage with the stuff that you do. You all can't the people all the time, and you will go insane trying to. Yes, but as, a, as a people pleaser, or I do can, and have. But yeah, and that's that's I think a big that's a you. big difference between us. I think um, as people, um, I am very mindful of people's feelings. And I will never, ever intentionally upset someone because that's a horrible thing to do. Um, I have a lot of empathy for to, to people. I will always try to be kind to them and all the rest of it. Having said that, there are you know I'm not going to um, diminish or hide my own opinions about something because I'm anxious that someone might disagree with it or might feel that I'm being overly assertive. Particularly as a woman, I am yes, not going to diminish my opinions because I'm thinking that someone might be being, you know, someone might think I'm being overly assertive. Um, that's who I am. I have a very strong personality. I always have done since I was a tiny. Since I was absolutely tiny. I always have done. And a big part of sort of acceptance for me has just been accepting that part of myself, you know, and there's a, there's a sort of two edged sword. On the one hand, it means I can be very blunt. It means I can be very um, dogmatic. It means I can be very stubborn. But on the other hand, it means I can do a three-hour black belt grading with a huge ovarian cyst pressing on my pelvic nerves. It means I can get my way through a degree. It means I can assert myself forcefully when it comes to expressing opinions about things or, um, you know, pushing my way through something at work. So you were saying, you know, that example about um, showing respect to senior people. Well, part of that can be, actually, I can still get them to do what I want them to do through changing my communication style, you know, and being assertive about it. I so it's, it's a two-edged sword. I think one of the fairest things that can be said about the pair of us and our personalities and the way that we engage with the world is that the dose makes the poison. <laughs> uh, and I think that's... 
I think that's fair. Yeah, as I say, it's, it's two-edged sword. You yeah, know, it's, so many things are because people are complex. We're humans, yeah. and humans are complex. The horror- There's no right or wrong <clears throat> way of doing things. I think that's something I object to about some of the therapification of like some of the discourse recently. Like, did you see that mm. awful thing about that woman saying like, "Here's how you break up with a friend." Oh God, yeah. Like, Using I couldn't it in, tell like, business terms. I couldn't tell if that was like a a deliberate kind of parody, or you know, someone wanting to. Oh, here's what the left say. Do you know what I mean? But but if and if it wasn't like what a ghastly way to live your life. It's I was I was thinking about this the other day in one of my rambling ten minute messages to friend of the podcast Dave Bulmer. Do check out sttp dot dot zone not dot com. God damn it, Catherine! God damn it! This is why we don't get invited to parties. Um, Do you want me to warm your foot? Oh, that'd be nice. There you go. Yes. Uh, Talking to him about like. And again, that that thing that bounced around Twitter a little while ago about why offering to make your neighbours chilly is fucking oh, it was so the worst did thing in the world. Did you see the thing that someone did of like the worst discourse of the year yes. awards? And I think amazing. we've talked about this before. <laughs> but like, I I do think, and I've I've seen other people say this better um, that there is a propensity, and it, it ties again into into identity and questioning identity, feeling um, like a much worse thing than just questioning. I don't like, you know, other other things that aren't integral to how you see yourself. But somebody said that, you know, it, it's it's possible and often, yes, please, um, and easy to use the use progressive language to advocate for stasis mm. because it's mm. it's difficult to be self reflective. It's difficult to think about things that you've said and done and think, wow, I really was the dickhead in this situation. Mm. I shouldn't have done that. It's a hard thing or to like, do. you know, what what things can I do that would put myself out, but would like be a, a net good? And I'm not saying you know, let's all get rid of every single thing that we own, and we should all live in Hessian sags until none of us live in Hessian sags. But it, it's that sort of thing of like, you you can use progressive language to keep the status quo, yeah. or to advocate yeah. p- potentially inadvertently for the status quo because that's easier to do than it is to mm. question your own. Mm. Flaws, and again, like I've, I've talked before about how I, um, chilly yeah, I've got, I've always got very cold feet, and I, I appreciate you. you. See, off. this is th- to keep my feet warm. <laughs> you took your socks off to keep your feet yeah warm. within within my socks and slippers. My feet were cold, and so there was no heat being radiated into the oh, slippers, so they couldn't. So it was I just see. like a, it was just a cold, fuzzy warm. Do you want to put it under this blanket? Um, and so I took my shoes off and socks off. That's right. It's a feet cast. Um, <laughs> Patreons at the two hundred dollar level get to listen to my feet. I do not. Um, oh, you're saying what I can and can't do with my body? That's not very progressive. Yes, I am because I don't think Patreon will let you do that. Yeah, that's probably true. Um, I where was I going with this? Yeah, so I took my shoes and socks off to sit on them to try and warm them up because that's the only it way I can work. warm them. Stasis, progressive language. Yes, something I've been very wary of since getting an ADHD diagnosis and it looking somewhat likely that I might have a touch of autism a little bit knocking around in the corners. Just for people Maybe. listening, I'm making a face. You are making a face. Like, I I am very, very cagey about... Or, like, trying to be very aware of not using that as a cure-all, as a sort of... What's an the, explain-all. Yeah, yeah. like an, an elixir from Final Fantasy. A universal like, excuse. Yeah, I don't want to be like, ah, oh, well, that happened because of this, and so I'm fucking untouchable, and it turns out you're the bastard if you question it. I'm like, no, that's obviously not true. I've yeah. been a dickhead in the past. Part, like, part of being a dickhead might be explained in a way by the fact that my brain 
operates on a track that I didn't think it operated on. And that led to, yeah. to difficulties. I know. However, I don't want to ever use that as a as yeah. a sticking plaster like and a, past, as a shield. In the past, I know that I've been horrible to people and or behaved in a poor way because I was very unwell and with anxiety and depression. Um, it explains my behaviour, but it doesn't excuse it. And it's important that I, you know, when I was not unwell anymore, said, oh, my goodness, I'm so sorry about that. That is important. Yeah. Um, but I, I do wonder whether, like, because because that's difficult and I'm not sort of trying to position myself as some great hero. A sage. A, a, some great oh, sage like or a martyr. Oh, like a little leaf with a hat leaf. on. Um, it's hard to do that. And so the easier alternative is to be like, well, I'm not going to do any work or self-reflection. Yeah. And that's good, actually. And if other people think that I'm a dipshit, then they're in the wrong. I've sometimes seen threads... And this is a very difficult balancing act because um, I've seen I've seen posts and threads and commentary from people who um, are annoyed that there does exist a unspoken framework of social interaction and that they don't understand it. And that is entirely reasonable and unfair. And I also recognise that those people have been traditionally woefully underserved by society. Mm. Um, and <clears throat> I can totally understand that anger. Um, but the fact that they don't understand it and the fact that that social system is the default, whether or not it should be, doesn't mean that it doesn't exist. And it doesn't mean that it isn't important to the people who understand it. That that I think is the, the that's what I was getting at when it's the bit about if the if the brain is not set up to be able to facilitate or allow a person to understand that there might there is this system over here that is cultural and that people understand innately and it exists and it happens and some people can just communicate within it without having to explain the rules to each other. Um, like what you were saying about, you know, you see that as like a set of extravagant lies, essentially. Um, those people who exist within that framework do not see it as a set of extravagant lies. They see it as a set of necessary niceties and courtesies and frameworks to better facilitate good communication between them. So you're making a face. because it's, it's. Do you fake. see what I mean? It's... So there's a bit of your brain. Your brain will not let you understand that inherently. No, my brain. Do you see what I mean? My, my brain. That's that's what I'm I'm no, no, trying no, no. to understand. No, so it might, and again, I can tell you what my brain does. You can't tell me what my brain no, does. No, what, that's what not I mean how is, that works. so so the principle is if if a brain is not set up to understand that system, is the brain consequently not set up to understand that that system exists and is valid for those uh, people? It, it, it's more that it seems like it's a weird. Cons- so getting up early to go to work, working nine to five. What a way to make a living, mm. right? You would much rather get out of bed at 10 or 11, work to the small hours, and do it that way, if you had to work. Like, you're, you're more of a night I'm owl more of a night owl, yeah. Than a, than yeah. A day, My chronotype is night owl. Uh, vole. A day vole. There are other, an early uh, bird. There we, yeah, a night owl rather than an early bird. Um, a skylark, I think. Yeah, that'll yeah. do. Skylark, which is like a sea joke. Little larks up in the morning. Um... That's that's a thing, but you can see that it is bullshit that the world is run for people who are good at yeah, getting up in the morning. Absolutely. I 
I also see that it's bullshit that the world is run for people who have yeah, that framework. To, yeah, to, yeah, to no. me, I'm not is, invalidating it, it is that very, at all. It is very strange that the people who see that the emperor is wearing no clothes, and that the people who say it is very strange to me that you know I'll say one thing and mean something else. And then everyone will just sort of lie to each other, and all know that they're lying to each other. That's not like it, though. it is, it is strange to me that that is seen as normal. Whereas having an aversion to that, and having the sort of finding that distasteful, and, okay, and finding so, it, like finding oneself very unwilling to engage. In with your that. analogy, you say the emperor has no clothes. I'd say that's not true. The emperor is wearing clothes. They're really interesting clothes but they only manifest for a certain group of people some people can't see them some people can't feel them other people they are there they exist they're real does that make sense in your analogy ontologically is he wearing clothes or can other people see clothes because depends on where you're standing from doesn't it and it depends who's doing that communication this is what i mean you you can't get that both of them are valid no but like there's a truth either (laughs) the emperor is wearing clothes and some people can't see them or the emperor is wearing no clothes, and a bunch of people are are, are playing along with a fully a miard. and like one of those has to be true. Why? Because that's how things work. No, it's not. Not communication. Not I, human I'm beings. either wearing clothes or I'm not. So and for, no the, how, for the like, for the people, no matter how flimsy my negligee is, I'm still wearing it. If I'm for wearing the people it. who right sharks breathe underwater, <laughs> yeah, right. People don't breathe underwater. Does that stop the shark from breathing underwater? No. People in the group who see and perceive and feel the emperor's clothes, sharks, they're predators. For them, for them, those clothes are real. For so it's those a delusion. People in the so you agree that it's a delusion? No, I for don't. them it is real. No, so I don't. So it's a delusion. So no, I'm not. I don't mean for them. It it is real. That set of people, it is real. The clothes are real. That's not how this works. <laughs> this set of people over here, the clothes are not real, and they're all standing around going, "Why are all those people admiring the clothes?" And the people in the group where it is real are saying, they're right here. Look at them. So one group is wrong. No. Yes. No. Yes. <laughs> because no, of how not. clothes no. work. But the, oh, this is really interesting because you can't... It feels to me like you cannot accept the ambiguity of the clothes or the premise of the analogy. Yeah. Yeah. And that, I'm arguing, is potentially a consequence of the nature of the way your brain works. Which comes back to... Um, like you, how can you see some writing on a wall that you don't know is there? I, so if your brain is not set up to permit you or enable you to understand the validity of the people in that group who who know that the clothes are real because they can see them right in front of them and they can feel them and they can touch them and they all have a collective understanding of what they are. Um, but you're standing in the other group going sort of looking and pointing and laughing and going, what are you talking about? Those clothes I'm aren't not, real. I'm not pointing and I'm, laughing. I'm, I, I was being a bit, it was a bit facetious, it was a bit of a joke there, you know. Yeah. Then then the people in the group are going, okay, you can't see them and that's fine, but... <laughs> but no, no, they're not. They're not saying you can't see no, them and that's no, fine. Right. They're saying some, some of them you are must saying see that. those some of them you are don't saying that. see those. Some of them are saying that. Some of them, I will completely agree, are saying, no, these are definitely here, what's wrong with you? And that is wrong. That's the ableism that we have in our society. What, what, what I'm but it doesn't mean that the clothes don't exist for that group of people. And it doesn't mean that they don't exist. It does, though, doesn't it? <laughs> Listen, what... <laughs> but, so if your brain is incapable of... Because of the way it's running, it doesn't have the hardware or the software to process clothes exist. 
you will always be uh, uncomfortable with accepting the reality that for that set of people, clothes exist. Okay, what I was trying to, what I was trying to get across. We've done an hour was, and ten minutes. <laughs> was I, I think it's it's fucked up that that what is seen as normal is a world where, like, if I don't know, if I went to a, a friend's house for dinner and they cooked me something, and there was way too much salt. Let's go too much. Like it's too mm. salty. It's like, and if, and if I was to say, like, oh, that was really nice. That's really nice. Thank you. That was lovely. That person now believes in a lie. That person thinks they did a good thing. They didn't do a good thing. I felt sick. I thought it was horrible. Um, they think, oh, lovely. They might potentially do it again. Next time I come around, they might make the same thing. Exactly as salty. They'll think they're doing really well. And I'll once again say, oh, that's really nice. Thank you. Maybe... I'll say to another friend, that was disgusting. That that was a horrible meal. Ugh, too much salt. Did you say anything? No, of course I didn't. And then there now exists a time bomb. At some point, that person might find out that I lied to just them. Just don't say that, to anyone. Just lie to everyone. That, that's so fucked up. Why? Just lie to everybody and you need to ask why that's a fucked up thing this to is, say. Well, I'm being partly rhetorical there, but it's very interesting to me that um, you... Right, so your view is that the social nicety that you're exploring there, which is telling a little white lie to make someone feel better about something, um, I can, in, see, in I can see the language you're using to diminish. The, no, it's the not. It's that not I'm being saying. used to diminish. I'm I'm framing it in the language of the people in the group that sees the emperor's clothes. Yeah, 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 sure. I'm deliberately doing that. So someone in that group might look at what you're saying um, and say, "What a horrible thing that person's done in upsetting their friend in that way." in being so blunt and direct about it. How how awful of them to be so ungracious. This, Wait, mm. How awful. I know, I can see you wrestling. But the point is, this is what I'm describing. That person will say, or could say, how ungracious of them to turn up for dinner and then be so ungrateful as to, like, um, to knock the cooking. Right, so here's the thing. That's not so, that's not un, that's not ungrateful, that's not ungracious, it's not knocking the cooking. That's if, 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 no, if somebody says... <laughs> How was that? Like, you know, I, I'm, I'm a person who might have you around for dinner again. Did you enjoy that? And if I say, yeah, that was great. And I didn't mean that. Like, initially, it might sting a bit to be like, oh, it was nice. I'm a little bit salty for me. I'm a bit sensitive about these things. Or something like that. See, that would be if a nice you, way of phrasing if, it. That's yeah, a compromise. If, if yeah, that's want, a compromise. If you want to yeah. lie, you can lie like that. Yeah, there's a compromise, but, but exactly. To, but to say, no, it was lovely. You've, you've made a fool of that person. You've made them believe a lie. And to say that telling somebody the truth in such a way that if you then, like, next time you have dinner, they may then, after you've told them the truth, cook a meal that you both enjoy and it's better, and then you can sincerely say, that was lovely. But not that everyone is, wants that kind of constructive criticism, especially like, not in that how, how is that? How is that crueler than lying to somebody and making them falsely believe that they've done something? You'll have nice. to ask the that's, people in the group who can see the emperor's clothes. That's horrible. Like that's, to to trick somebody. That's really and interesting. To lie can to you a see? Friend. Can you see both sides simultaneously? So I, what I'm hearing here is that you're on the side of the people who are on the outside looking at the emperor's and saying he has no clothes, and that's the perspective that you just provided to me. 
um, someone on, so this is what I mean about when my dad would say things that were almost exactly identical to something that a member of, you know, a fundamentalist member of another religion would say, and he couldn't see that they were the same thing. So someone in the other group... Right. Me, saying, me saying to somebody, maybe a bit less salt this time, is very different from me trying to... Like, I'm not equating them in terms of value. I'm equating them in terms of the, the analogy of a person who um, uh, cannot see how um, someone who has a different perspective to them could look at what they're saying and say, well, that's exactly the same thing, it's just flipped. So someone on the um, inside group would feel just as strongly as passionately as you. And I'm using inside group deliberately here because I completely recognise that society is set up that way. And that is difficult and a problem and we need to address it. But someone who's on that group who who understands the fineness of the emperor's clothes in their words will look at, at you and say, what an appalling opinion. How awful that you can't you see that what you're doing is upsetting that person? Can't you see that? Do you know what I mean? That, so that, what that you're inherently arguing. The so because you're an, there's the potential. Right. Like by trying to. That's like, not what I'm asking. But, no, but but it is. That's what you no, do. No, I'm by, asking about no, the principle. No, no, no. By saying to somebody like, "Oh, that was really nice. Yeah, do it again." Then you're just you're building on it, and then it, 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 like at any point in so the take future, away, that house of cards could collapse. take away the what I was trying to the say, content. What, take away no, the content. What I was trying to say was that example, like that. What I was trying to talk about, like that's you know have it. Having a meal cooked for you and then lying about it in such a way that you like the same meal will be presented to you by somebody who genuinely believes that they're doing oh, something. Oh yeah, there's nice been entire sitcoms written that's, about this. That's callous, and I, you know, I will. This entire plays, lots ad- of plays, farces. Yeah. I will admit that you know maybe that comes from the point of view of somebody who, because they thought their brain was in a specific track, and it turns out it's in a different track, has had similar misunderstandings where I've thought I was doing the right thing and it turns out I was doing the wrong thing. And that's 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 difficult and traumatic and, and you know, yeah. has, has led to a response like that. Can but I... equally, it is fucked up that it is considered normal by the majority of the population to allow somebody that you care about to believe a lie in such a way that it could potentially set them up for embarrassment and heartbreak further down the line. It's fucked up that that's considered normal, is the point that I was trying to make. Number one, that is your perspective from where you are standing. Someone in that other group could look at your viewpoint and say, it is fucked up that a person could believe that it is right and proper to bluntly tell a truth to someone. Well, if somebody asks you a question... Wait, 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 wait. Do you understand how the people in that group could look at what you're saying and completely and profoundly disagree with your perspective? Yes, because they're twats. <laughs> it's, it's... Right. So because they're twats. So this is the sticking point for me. You. So I can no, see both I, groups see I, it valid. Like, I, I, I can I... see the validity of both groups because they're both standing and looking at something with totally. They think they're looking at the same thing but they're looking at something with totally different eyes and totally different perspectives. Right. To them, it is just as valid a, a viewpoint. It's equally valid to them to say this person who is being that lying about, is morally acceptable. Yes. Well, that's fucked up. But that's your view. I'm... Because you're not part of that group who understands the value to them who thinks that it in is that good to group. Be lies and sneaks. And who snakes. understands the value to them in that group of the the grease that um you know the oils the social wheels. So they understand the value of that in that group to them. Um, but you do not perceive the value of that to that group. Is that what you're saying? No, I like they they see that as important. I see them as being fucked up. I it is. It but is, they see it is, you as being fucked it, up too. It, 
Don't you like this is <laughs> this is this is a classic centrist both sides argument. What, I don't like, think it is because yeah, we're no, talking about no, communication styles. Yeah, no, so one one side <laughs> is saying that truth is important and lying to a friend in a way that will hurt them is bad. The other the other the other side quite says fair characterization. it is good and important to lie to your friends no, I don't think in that's such a, fair a way characterization. that they can potentially later down the line be sad and heartbroken. I think you've it's, created a bit of a straw man though that's not a fair characterization. One group of no, people is saying that's... one group of people is saying so say for example um, the compromise would be something like, um, as you said, the the sensitivity around. Um, yeah, the, oh, that whole meal was so lovely. Um, just so you know, I'm I'm a little bit sensitive to salt. So if there could be a tiny little bit next time, if I come around, that would be amazing. You know, like you could, you could put couch it in those terms, and that would be recognised as. And you know, there's whole columns dedicated to this in the newspapers. How do we navigate these tricky social situations? Someone else might come in and just bluntly go, "There was too much salt in it," and and for people in that group. Who who kind of recognise the value of softening of 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 maybe those little white lies? That would be an awful thing to do. It would come across as blunt and rude, and that person wouldn't be invited back. They would have lost a friend. I think if you ask a question, then you should be prepared for the answer. I, I like it's 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 weird to ask a question and then on getting the answer be like, well, Even you're bad. What if that answer really upsets someone? Well, then don't like be prepared for that before asking the question. Like you. Again, I, I think, I'm not responsible I think for... you've kind of slightly proven my point, which is my original point was about understanding the, the metacognition of um, here is one group who has one view and belief. and just, Belief is probably the belief wrong word. Belief is the wrong belief word. Belief is definitely the wrong word, yeah. Um, but it, it's a view formed from uh, innate characteristics of the functioning of the brain. Let's put it that way instead. Here is another group of people who has a view formed of innate characteristics of the functioning of the brain. And they're attempting to navigate ah, the space... Not necessarily because one group is choosing to lie. That's not Choosing to lie is not an innate characteristic. No, but it comes from... That, ch- that choice to lie could come from a better understanding of the... Better in what sense? Um, more complete. A more complete understanding of the uh, framework of unspoken, unspoken um, social, cultural um, uh, norms, for want of a better word, um, conventions, um, phrases, figures of speech, which, uh, as I say, like grease the wheels of social interaction. Um, so there's, yeah, the two sort of groups of people, and I'm using two groups, there are huge gradations on this, of course there are, I'm just using two groups of people for the sake of, of argument here. Um, so what I was interested in was whether you um, would admit to um, or whether you could accept the validity of both of the perspectives of those groups of people when it comes to navigating a complex area of human interaction, which is communication, where there is ambiguity. And for me, I think I, I've seen you finding it challenging to do that because you can't accept the ambiguity of those interactions. Because there's not an ambiguity. I like the food or I didn't. QED. No, but I like either the food was too salty. Like, the fact that you've invited me around for dinner and I'm grateful for that is neither here nor there. That's a separate thing. Quit the saltiness content. And and, and ignore the content. Abstract it. To what? To the groups that I was talking about. So we have the... Which one of them's having dinner? (laughs) There's no dinner involved. Oh, no. It's It's a social interaction. Right. There is a group of people who be, who, who um, are less able to recognise the com- the complex sort of interconnected um, social framework. The that, complex that is interconnected under... social framework is a thing that these people have made up and choose to play in. Yes, that that's a tautological statement. 
Complex social... Yes, exactly. Yeah. So, yes. so they're playing a game of TIG and they're not telling me the rules of this game of TIG. And then I'm some of in them trouble have tried, because I don't some know how to play tried the rules. That is ableism. Absolutely. The being in trouble is ableism. And that brings me back to something you said earlier about the right way or the wrong way of doing something. Um, I would disagree with right or wrong. I think something could be Centrist. perceived as wrong if it... You can't give a wrong... In social interaction, I think you you can be wrong if something produces, in inverted commas, a negative response. So a wrong answer to a question might be something that upsets the other person, for example. Um, uh, and sometimes you, it's important to upset people, but, but it, that in but itself... But does it upset the person because they've asked a question and then had a secret subclause of that question which wasn't spoken and is being unanswered? To the group of people who understand that secret subclause, and it isn't secret to them, it's perfectly understandable, yes. To the people who do not understand that because they're not able to uh, comprehend the complex social connections that, as you say, it, it, it you know it's not consciously invented in some cases. In some cases it is, in some cases it isn't. Um, that could be a right answer. They're both right. They're both right. And that's the ambiguity that I feel you're struggling to grasp. So we had a tin of roses. What else do we have? <laughs> do you see my point, though? No, I still think it's fucked up. Like to both, I, I, to both I, I of those your, groups, they're right. I see. I, no, I see your point. I still think it's fucked up that the people who are considered abnormal are the people who are like, actually, lying is bad. Right, you know the, the classic old question of, is my red the same as your red? Is my green the same as your green? It's that. Ah, no, it's not, In a way. In a way. My see green philosophy is, is bristling at this. Right, okay. If I see green, what I think of as grass is, as your red, say, like the red of an apple... And then I go, oh, that's red grass. And you go, no, it's not. Well, I think it is. Do you know what I mean, though? You know what I mean? We're both right in that case, in terms of our perceptions. And in that, there is no objective external truth unless something is like a yes or no answer to a question or something like that, because human communication is inherently complex and difficult and challenging and draws on all of those um, constructed social ideas and deconstructed social ideas, all of that stuff. And for some people, it's very, very difficult to navigate. And some people find it very easy to navigate. And what we need to do is to find ways of communicating which better integrate all of those communication preferences. And I feel that some groups of people are better placed to be able to integrate that than others because they are able to more readily perceive that ambiguity. But what that means is that the side who does not perceive that ambiguity more readily has to accept, even if they don't want to, have to pretend to accept at first in the same way that you have to pretend to accept the authority of someone more senior than you in the workplace until such a time as they do. Because otherwise we're just going to be banging heads against each other. Do you know what I mean? I feel I've touched on something quite profound there. <laughs> it's taken us an hour and 25 minutes to get there. Okay, so panel one. Ly- <laughs> panel one, Lyman is completely naked. Yeah, he is. God damn it, God damn it. <laughs> that was a really nice setup. There was a long old thing. You'd said something very serious. I set up a, 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 a perfect callback and punchline potential, and then you murdered it by agreeing with me. No, I didn't. You did. I went along with your joke. No, but that no, because the joke would have been if you said no, he's wearing a suit, and I'd have gone aha or something like that. Yes, because that's of... what I thought you were going to do because you were talking about objective truth, and I wasn't. I was talking about complex communications, and therefore I undermined what you were trying to do Panel because one, it, it didn't Lyman make sense in the context. Suit. Well, no, it did <laughs> make sense in the context because he is wearing a suit, and if you'd said that he was after I said that he wasn't, it would have tied nicely into the emperor's new clothes. It would have done, but, but there is an objective truth here. 
And yeah, I didn't want to muddy the water with that. But it would have been funny if you did. But it would have undermined my argument. And my argument was about something that was serious and that I feel passionately about because better communication is important to me. Yeah, it might have also undermined my argument. Yeah. It wouldn't it? I need a cup of tea. We are back on our bullshit. This is an hour I, there was, and a half. There was a point where I thought, you know, oh, maybe this isn't going well. Have we forgotten what this is? Like, no, what this is this is, been, is Guy and Kat relitigate their relationship. This has been an hour and a half of therapy, as usual. Potentially, but I like. And I feel the, like putting it out into the world, like, <laughs> is an act of profound violence. Yeah. <laughs> I think it is important to say that we do love each other very much. Oh, yeah, you're and, fine. And we, I, we permit these things to be on microphone because it's interesting and we consider it a piece of art. Yes, I, I love you tremendously. This is a, this is a piece of constructed performance art. Is it? Yeah. Is that what you're what were you saying? You were saying about how much you love makeup. me. Well, yeah, but it was just a piece of constructed performance art, wasn't it? Oh, that's a... What a scowl. Oh, so you understand why that's offensive. Yeah. Of course I do, but if if a male's too fucking salty, put less salt in it next time. We'll both have a nicer time. I do love you very much. And I couldn't do this podcast with anybody else because it requires <laughs> a very powerful understanding of where the other person's brain is yes. at any given moment. Yeah. Um, we we may be running on different like lanes on the scale electric. But I think we're both on the same course. Yeah, I think so. I think that's partly why um, I feel like our relationship works very well. Um, is because, I mean, as we've been together for quite a long time, um, I feel like I'm better able to see the track that you're on. And I hope that you can see the track that I'm on. Um, and in the sense of um, taking the focus from the road right in front of you to the whole picture, if you see what I mean. I mainly understand that your scale electric car is a little. How do you say scale electric? Scale electric. So there's a, there's an electricity to scale electric, but it's a stupid name. I always used to say scale electrics. That's not it, but it sounds better. Scale electric. I'd say scale electric. It has got an X in it. It's ridiculous. Scale electric. Scale. Scale electric. Yeah. Because it's to scale electric. Cars. There's no X in electric. Yes, there is. It's a silent X. No, there isn't. Yeah. E L E C X T R I C. X. Excellent. X. 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 E. X. 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 Like a bird's X. Like a bird's X. What I was going to say that your Scalextric car. Is like a knackered old Citroen 2 CV. Hi, yours is all, a clown car. With all like hay in the back yours, and like a wheel coming no, off. And mine is. At least like mine's got a, a donkey lovely... in it. Yours is a clown car. It's got five dozen clowns in it arguing over the same flower. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, we should do this. So Lyman's in the nude. Um. Come on, is he? Just please, yeah, all right, he's please. in the nude. No! Oh. Wait, no, he isn't. He's oh, wearing a suit. I God. forgot which one I was meant to do. <laughs> oh. I genuinely forgot which. I need a cup of tea. I forgot which one I was meant to do. How is it two o'clock already? It's not even. Is it three o'clock? Oh, no, it's, it's ten two past o'clock. two. Oh, my God. I can't see the screen properly. <sighs> so, this is an unedited husband and wife Garfield <laughs> podcast, the first panel. Um, John Arbuckle is sitting at quite a low. Is he sitting on the sofa and turning around, do you think? 
No. Ooh. If he is, his body's entire. No, that's a that's a table. Is He's sitting at a. Um... Oh, is, it, is he sitting at a table? table. Oh, it's a, a table with a cloth on it, or a large right. cube from a soft play centre. I thought for a moment he might be like sitting on the sofa, but and then his like turning torso, around. Yeah, but his entire torso would have turned 180. No, because that could be the back of the sofa that. Um, Lyman yeah, but look, walking at, look at the way he's. Uh, Do you see what I mean? Uh, so the the bit that's facing us is the, the side arm of the sofa. Is how I saw it. Two people can look at the same thing and have a radically different perspective. Mm, who knew? If we had a jingle, then I'd play that jingle. Thanks. Lyman is lurching forwards, walking like somebody is puppeteering him. He does. He is one shoe is substantially larger than the other for no discernible reason. He's a little bit top heavy. He's leaning forwards. Uh, his one one hand is flat, like he's using like, on a, a, looks, an invisible cane. Yeah, it looks like he's leaning on an invisible table. This there's, is a very poor there's some mime man. happening. This is um, very his, his leg, the line from his leg to his head is about it's on maybe six degrees. Mm. Like he's on a bit. He looks like he'd, he'd topple over. He's like, are you quietly guffing, or are you looking at the picture to admire it? I am. Okay, both. Um, he's he's moving forwards. He's wearing a disco suit. Uh, he's wearing a black shirt. A um, that's not an A of support. It's me implying he's a fascist. Uh, a black shirt with a very high collar. It's, it's a um, a it's, white seventies disco. It's suit. John Travolta's suit from uh, Saturday Night Fever. I don't think I've ever seen Saturday Night Fever. I haven't either, but I've seen that suit. Fair enough. No, I've never seen Saturday Night Fever. No. Um, uh, mm. uh, running out of steam now. We've had some interesting chat though. I reckon there's been some bits and pieces. This is a very long episode. Uh, I found, speaking of um, Lyman's new suit, I found that Garfield puffer jacket in TK Maxx. Oh, no. For a respectable oh. £60, patreon.com no, slash IDLM podcast. No, that's, no, we haven't got room for garfield.com slash Garfield. We haven't got room. And I do not uh, want cursed things in my house. John is sitting at his, nice things John is sitting house. at his soft play cube uh, with a cup of coffee or tea. Garfield... I quite like that drawing of Garfield. Eyes very heavily lidded, looking really mardy. He does. He it's looks, quite a charming Garfield. He looks quite quite grumpy. And Lyman says to John, Hi, John! What do you think of my new outfit? And then in the second panel... Um, does we, John look impressed in the first panel? Not in the quickly? slightest. Not in the slightest. The second panel's quite... He like, looks like the... Um, uh, visual cartoon equivalent of a budumch. Like a really sarcastic one. You know when someone's told a joke. Okay, I can sort of see it. Um, But really, like, low energy. The second panel, the top half of the second panel is very funny. Bottom half does nothing for me. Top half, um, it's split between green and pink. So the pink bit, for those of you that are viewing at home, is Lyman having a big old wobble. He's wobbling back and forth. There's movement lines on his arms, on his hands. He's looking down in shock. He's, He's having a little wobble like a lovely jelly. Because Garfield is rubbing up against his legs, and we can see just detritus flying everywhere. Fur and scurf. Garfield doesn't look impressed. He looks He's again just rubbing very. About. You'd think that a cat late rubbing about your legs would be having be a nice time because they yeah. like having a rub. You'd think yeah. he'd look pleased. But He's no, walking on Lyman's shoes. Walking well. on Lyman's shoes, rubbing against Lyman's legs. He's walking like it's his job. He's walking like it's. Like our four, like with of, purpose. it's our four of rehearsals. Mm. He's really fucking bored. He started off hungover. The the um, director's getting on his nerves, and now he's just going through the motions. Yeah. It's you know he wouldn't do this on performance night, but 
he'd he's been given enough. the direction he's, he's had, had too much of the day's rehearsal he's and he's just rubbing against it they've been doing the same scene for like five times yeah. now because someone's not learned the lines properly yeah. and he's just sick of it uh, final panel uh, John Arbuckle is still at his still at his cats are amusing change my mind table um, it looks like the tablecloth is bent but it does look like it's an arrow pointed it to does, Jim Davis's it? name yeah. uh, like that <clears throat> child actor in not Thomas the Tank Engine Back to the Future pointing episode at his own three, junk pointing yeah. at his junk um John looks very different. Like, his eyes are quite wide. He's staring off into the middle distance, sort of over the... He looks a bit harrowed, doesn't he? And Lyman, whose legs, let me tell you, from the knees down... Covered in hair. It's hair central. Fur and rama. does Garfield always shed like that? And John is replying only on white disco suits. John is... um, He's an accomplice here. Yeah. He's an accomplice to Garfield's... He's, he's looking off into the middle distance and he's now like, yeah, fine, only on my disco suits. I whatever. mean, is this from experience? Probably. Potentially. We do later in the comic see John having a dance, I believe. Mm. Or is that, no, that might be from an animation of like Garfield's no friends from Busters of the Sea. That's it, really? Yeah, it's not Garfield's much. Garfield shed on Garfield's a suit. Garfield's got some hair I'm on. assuming this is a commentary on disco culture. Yeah. Need to play disco Elysium. When was the disco sucks movement? The early eighties, I believe, wasn't it? I think so. That wonderful piece of writing about um, by Hunter Thompson about seeing the high watermark of the sixties and being aware that it's all downhill from there. That you know the, the party has finished. Mm. Um, yeah, okay. very fair, wasn't that one of his first pieces of writing about the um, the hippies in San Francisco or something. In my opinion, I don't yeah. know if it was one of his first. I can't very... remember. No, it wouldn't have been his first. And then that yeah. um, one of the first pieces of Gonzo, I think. There was, there was a piece, sort of like a, a, almost as a what's the word when something sits um, complement, like a complementary piece to that um, after the attack on the World Trade Center. Really, um, talking about how this is it. This oh yes, I remember that. Yeah, and, you know the generations yeah. will only know war. And, it's very prescient. Yeah, so yeah. that. It's it's interesting, yeah. Those two bits about the um, yeah the high water market sixties, and then the yeah the 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 perma war. He had George Bush. this kind of unerring ability to um, again extract himself from the immediate and sort of observe the zeitgeist. Mm. Real piece of shit, by all. Oh yeah, means. yeah, and I, and that sent him bonkers. Mm. Should we look at speaking of? Um, Abstracting ourselves and then being driven mad. Yeah, I want a cup of tea. Shall I go and put the kettle on while you do this? Oh, this is incredible. Angel Princess 72 about 11 years ago. Ha! Comma. Ha! Exclamation mark. Garfield was molting, full stop. Now, that... What? I just... I feel my brain cells just dying. Oh, no. It's like... What do you say to that? Well done? Garfield was molting. He was? But that can, like, that can be read two ways, incredibly sarcastically. Ha, comma, ha, ha, comma, space, ha. I don't think that's the case here. I think Angel Princess 72 is was 70 years, 72 years 70 years old, years old. When they wrote this. And this is an ironic boomer. Finally, um, they get a chance. Uh, punctuation. Oh, born in 72, do you think? Born no, 72, 72 years, old years, years of age. Rascal Garfield, almost nine years ago, says disco is dead, is it? There's two replies. Not in 1978, no. <laughs> so listeners <laughs> what happened there was as I clicked reply 
as Kat started saying not in 1978, the comment is exactly not in 1978. Then opened up no, yeah. and it said not in 1978. No, so so presumably so, the no was added. The no was added because that, I saw that. But yeah. you were saying yeah. not in 1978, yeah. and yeah. that was almost as unsettling as hearing you apply your work. So who is this person? Uh, my face is stolen. Help says not if you didn't believe it. I believe in disco. Uh, uh, oh, host. Post and I just like gently, I I gently headbutted the really microphone. Posters. Great. Uh, to go to the kid says, I never let any of my pets on me when I'm wearing any of my good clothes for this exact reason. Oh, well, good for you. There's a. That sounds like you're being sarcastic about the postman saying, Oh, well, Mr. good for G. you. Kelly. That's me. Mr. G. Kelly. Oh, no. Oh, fuck off. Oh, God. That looks like it's from a bank. They, as both, well. they both look like something that's going to. Are you opening them live on air? Yeah, repeating my bank details. Uh, Volvo Face Borrow nine months ago says, Well, Lyman didn't let Garfield on him. Garfield just sort of walked up. Mamma mia, dash paid premium member. I think this is a listener. Good um, Lord. Or, as we've said before, if they're not a listener, they're playing their own game. Yeah, and I'm I, trace. Fine, fair I, enough. I, I, I respect find that. no problems yeah. with that. Just opening some posts there. It's, it's like an ASMR. Uh, Guy Kelly gets a letter from the cooperative. Is it to do with... Uh, something insurance? went wrong on a recent payment. Most recent payment was not received to your account. I will attempt to claim the amount again on the 20th of January. Mm. Okay, fine. I wonder why. Um, probably because I was broke. Loop0457 says why. Okay. Uh, Dark Light, if you ask me, I think he hates it. What does he hate? Suits? Oh, the new outfit. Yeah. Oh, all right, the question. Yeah. Um, Garfield has taste, says Crendel. Uh, Captain Corgi, four years ago, says Garf ain't liking it. Uh, our Lingo com- Comics almost rebranded Save Ukraine. In the transcript, it called Lyman Friend. And, and it-, it calls John Graffield what? in bold and caps. Hairy Legs and Disco, so 70s and groovy. That's no. almost out of I think it's a comment on like women having hairy legs on, in the 70s. On your muff, your classic yeah. set, not your muff, not your personal muff. That's not for discussion on the... But, like, one seventies month. Whatever. That's for your OnlyFans. Is it? Yeah. Oh. I'm a great advocate of the hairy muff. Of the, of the, don't, don't tell people of this. The, of the can't-be-arsed muff. Good grief, Catherine. <laughs> good, good grief. Important information about your account. Oh, payments are, are bouncing, are they? Yeah, fuck off. We'll deal with it later. Fix it in post. Patreon.com slash IDLM podcast. Is there anything I need to worry about no. in relation to our shared stuff? If there was anything you'd need to worry about, I'd have okay. said, whereas I'm dismissively dropping right, it on the fair floor. Enough. Uh, is John a regular at the disco? I don't fucking Probably. know. Uh, John likes disco too. Says so Fat Cat animations. John likes disco too. Put balls in your cup of tea. Don't do that. Oh, actually, I might do that, it's though, but not with not balls. Your... I might put. I've got a little ball. Um, your tea ball. Like a tea ball. See? Yeah, it's you, like for loose tea. I might not have been talking about testicles. Testicles. For loose tea. Loose lees. Drink lees. <laughs> James Bond's having a stroke. James Bond's having a call. A call a Bond. There's lots of things that we've not discussed on this podcast that I was planning mm. to discuss. Like what? But well, that'll be. It's nearly two hours. We can't do this. An hour we'll do it as like a little prequel for next time. Uh, coming up next time on IDLM Podcast. And then we might or might not talk about it. Oh my God! Help! Who can save me? Don't worry. I'm. Come on, do a little bit of radio. Ah! Ah! The flames! The flames! They're it's destroying my. They're destroying my grocery store. Hey, Catherine. There is a qualitative difference between good eggs all round and all egg good round. Yes. Oh look. <laughs> The flames are cooking the eggs in my grocery store. There's been a mouse in our house for a while. It 
doesn't like eggs. Christmas misc. We made eggs <laughs> at the wrong season. That, yeah, that's about it, I reckon. Uh, if you, <laughs> if you're still here, um, good lord, I, I I'm sorry, people, I'm really sorry. I wonder whether people turned off in the middle where I was like, "Don't you raise your finger and and let me finish at me." Maybe. I wonder if people turned off and immediately cancelled. Maybe. Maybe they cancelled you. Maybe they cancelled us both. Maybe I'd. I can't oh, please all the people all the time, and, and I don't care. And, you know, unless I've genuinely I, I upset like, an individual person, in which case, you know, I would. Feel I feel bad, like I, should, I, yeah. I, I would like to say, like when you say "don't care," you we want to put out a good product. Oh yeah, no. What like. I mean is, I'm not going to flagellate myself over every single tiny thing I say or do because that's insane. Yes. So we. I had a cup of tea. And then we had another cup of tea. And then and we then rescued a grocery from a fire. And then through lack of adherence to sensible health and safety legislation, a, a man, man died. died. <laughs> uh, thank you very much. <laughs> thank you very much for listening. Uh, we are back. I'm sorry that this is coming two weeks into the um, the first month of the new year. I've been really sad. It's been a very I've been long I've really, podcast. really depressed. Yeah. Really, really, really depressed. <laughs> depressed and um so shove it uh if <laughs> if you think that this has been worth giving three or six or ten thousand pounds to you can go to patreon.com slash idlm podcast and chuck us a couple of quid to keep the lights on um we intend to release stuff for the patrons and it happens sometimes but it also doesn't happen sometimes because we get ill so i fully understand if you're a six pound backer and you think i've fucking had enough of that you know what? Fair play. However, if you think I enjoy this sufficient to give these people six pounds a month and any stuff that comes is like an additional benefit but not the reason I'm doing it, that's lovely of you. If you're John Arbuckle, no, you're an imaginary person. If you're Jim Davis, you can give us ten thousand pounds a month. If you're Garfield, you can give us twenty thousand pounds a month. No, there is a Garfield tier. Is there? Yeah. Oh. There's the John Arbuckle tier for three pounds. There's the Garfield oh, the tier Garfield for six. Is six pound, right. And then the Jim Davis tier. If you're tier. normal. If you're normal. You can give us £20,000 a month. Um, if you don't have any cash or don't want to give it to us, couldn't agree more. Totally fine. If you um, hate this podcast but you're still listening, kudos to you. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's right. a really long hate listen. This, and I yeah, de- this is and I an hour and 45 that. minutes. There are better ways to spend your time, yeah. though. I. Oh, I, I, I respect it, but I don't think it's good for you. No. I don't think it's good no. for you. Go, out, go outside and have a nice little walk if, if you can. What you can do is you can tell other people about this. You can leave us a rating or a review on such as iTunes or Podcast Addict. Uh, that's really helpful. We might have accidentally murdered a Finnish true crime podcast. Um, that's quite funny. So leave us a review if you'd like to. Um, until next week, Cole, what should they watch out for? Um, eggs in a grocery store that's on fire. Exploding. Do 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 Mondays! <laughs>